Good afternoon and welcome to the APW Market Wrap for week ending the 3rd of December 2021. Stuart Williamson here at the helm. Uh, this is number 78. Uh, why do we do this? Just as an information sharing exercise for our clients and people who are interested in finding about more about buying property, potentially in the UK, but also around Europe and in many locations around the world. So it's purely about giving information out and sharing some research that we have done and some information we found out. So here we go. This week we're talking about the UK government's eco rules that may force landlords to sell up to two thirds of their buy to let portfolios. OK. When the government recently said it was uh, going to change the energy performance certification ratings in the private rented sector, I thought personally as a proactive landlord, that that's good, I'll jump in, and so should our clients. It was big news and had the potential to, to, to potentially implode the whole buy-to-let sector, because it could cause, cause a huge buy-to-let sell-off. And, and the bottom line is that from December 2025, your property will need to be a grade C for all new tenancies granted. And from 2028, this will apply to all existing tenancies as well, which is pretty shock horror, really, when you think about it. If you hold old, holding if you hold older housing stock like Victorian terraced houses like myself, then it should concern you, because seventy five percent of all rental properties will require upgrades, as you can see from the diagram there, and the, the majority of rental homes in England will require upgrades to meet EPC band C, so that's up to seventy percent or nearly two thirds of the whole. Uh, market could well be affected and could lead to people selling off if they can't afford to do it. So let's just look at how you can reach property C grade. Things like install external inter or internal wall insulation. Average cost is about £4,000. Typical energy savings per year, £245. Install floor insulation to the solid floor at a potential cost again of the same amount, four to £6,000, and that will save you about £31 off your bills. It's recommended you replace your boilers with con for condensing models and install so solar water heating. That'll cost you thousands of pounds for minimum savings per year. Okay, so I thought, well, this is just crazy. Let's have a look at it. And I did a lot of reading and looking at the Telegraph is a great resource for this. So I used that. I used uh, quite a few, a few internet sources. And basically, it works out that the, the EPCs are actually, the main thing they measure is the cost of running a property not how carbon efficient it is. So they look at fuel costs and not carbon output or energy efficiency. So despite the fact that government in the UK is trying to get us away from gas for eco reasons, if you've got electrically, electrically heated property, the current system penalizes you as gas is cheaper than electric and you'd have a better rating. So I thought this is crazy. So, you know, the, the Telegraph recommended that you call your energy assessor to ask for advice. So I gave this a go. And um, as was expected, his, his, his response was, while it's right to look ahead and plan, don't rush in as the government's plans may change, given that almost three quarters of private rented properties are now below a C grade. If the government is going to try and get everyone to move, then the amount of money they're going to have to lend. And this is the whole point. There was a recent Knight Frank report that said a lot of buy to let investors and even people homeowners would be willing to make all these changes but not at their own cost they expect the government to do some, some sort of free or low cost lending scenario 
which you can you can understand because at the moment it's three thousand five hundred pounds is the grant you can get for a landlord at the so there's a cap of £3,500 for energy improvements for landlords that they can get grants for. Okay, £3,500 isn't going to get you very far, is it? And that's just to get it get an EPC going. On the negative side, if landlords are banned from renting properties by this rule, many will just call it a day, hence 60%, 70% of people selling up. And that is not what the government wants. You know, because the buy -to -let, even the buy-to-let bashing government that the UK is, they do not want that thing to occur because it's already a housing shortage and it would also have a very negative effect on house prices. So what's the, what's the future, what is the future going to be? The outcome for changes is very unclear. As far as spending your own money to get your EPCs up, if you do it, it doesn't really seem to make much difference. So at this moment, I don't think it's worthwhile doing. That's a bit of a uh, far-ranging statement. Um, but, you know, the problem with the politicians is you can't be hasty with them. Politicians will go where the votes are, and the votes are, in the, to a large extent, in the property-owning public. So I don't think it can be turned out to that big a disaster. So we say, hold on, don't sell off, keep going. Okay, second topic for today is uh, UK investors. Should we be investing in staycation properties? And what's a staycation property? It's basically a property you buy in the UK as a holiday let that someone will rent from you. As we know, you know the, it's not just buy-to-let sectors that have been affected by COVID. There's many other parts of the UK economy. For example, new car registrations were up 11% in July. You know, everyone wants their own travel bubble. Um, buy an electric car, it's probably not the best thing to do either. I mean, you know, hydrogen cars seem to be much more effective and that, and that is the route that, for example, JCB, the big digger manufacturers are going down. They're getting hydrogen, hydrogen running vehicles, which 10 years ago, electric vehicles were unheard of. Now, hydrogen ones are fairly unheard of, but in 10 years, they won't be. So anyway, new car registrations are up by 11%. Bicycles, you can't get them anywhere in the UK. Uh, shelves at Decathlon have been swept clean of paddle boards, tents, camping stoves, and inflatable kayaks. And across the country, holiday cottage operators are making a mint as are campsites even hotels which aren't really a travel bubble but you know there is you know a lot of good hotels out there that you can quite discreetly isolate in um i was trying to get a hotel at christmas in the uk i thought about flying back there and you try and get them you know it's impossible so are people in the uk they were used to often hearing about promotions of international cruises, luxury hotels in the Maldives, you know, but now you're not, you don't getting that. What you're getting is domestic luxury retreats instead, trying to get them into places where perhaps they've got the whitest sand in the UK, which if you're interested is Kynance Cove in Cornwall or the Bluest Sea, which again is in Somerset. So if, forget all about its exotic climbs at the moment, you know, there's, there's a lot to be done in the UK, and that's what we're talking about. So this pitch makes sense because apparently 49 billion was spent abroad by UK tourists last year, the year before last. This year, potentially the majority of that's going to be spent back in the UK. So why not buy something that someone wants to rent? Doesn't sound like a bad idea. In addition to that, UK residents have, have more money in their pockets because of um, you know, lack of spending during COVID. Bank of England data backs that up. Also, they didn't take holiday entitlement during that period. So the Bank of England, sorry, 
So they've got more holiday entitlement coming up. In fact, over 70% of workers took no holiday at all in April. So, so it's a time plus money plus travel restrictions being lifted scenario. And pretty much everyone, for everyone operating in the UK's domestic tourism market, it appears to be a dream come true. So apart from buying a deck chair business and uh, doing that, or a paddleboard business and doing that, or even running fishing trips out from Whitby, how can you get onto this potential gravy train? Particularly if you've got spare cash knocking around um, and you can't make much in today's low interest environment. Apparently, again, according to the Telegraph, if you put your money in the bank at 0.1% interest rate that the Bank of England was presently giving, it would double in 694 years. Pretty amazing, eh? So the obvious answer is to buy a holiday let. You know, demand is high and it comes with some great tax advantages. You can claim capital gains relief and entrepreneurs relief at a flat rate of 10% on properties that are let commercially and occupied for at least 105 days per year. The profits can count towards certain sorts of pensions, i.e. SIPs, and you can claim capital allowances and offsetting expenses against your profits. So why not do it? Okay, first and foremost, how is the COVID bill going to be paid? That's the big thing. Is every chance capital gains tax is going to go up on buy to lets at the same time it's quite a juicy morsel the uh in the holiday let market because it is quite tax efficient government's going to have to get raise it from somehow and i think it's going to be to a certain extent in property secondly is this a blip or is it a trend um are we really getting to, going to be loving going on holidays in the uk if you're living in the uk I know from you know here, if you want to, I was talking to a client this week and he's gone to Canada for um, five weeks with his family and the, the flights were quite cheaper and they're about a thousand bucks. But his total cost was 3000 per person when he added in medical insurance, cost of testing before, cost of testing when you get there, testing again before you leave and testing when you arrive. So it's highly expensive to do these things and that is killing the international tourism market. So you know, why not invest in something that people want to stay in? Apparently these staycation units, you know, around Cornwall, Somerset, those sort of locations, up in the Peak District or the Lakes, every time you, you earn either 100% of it or a portion of it, and every time you, you go and use it, the operator has had it cleaned all the way through 100% COVID clear. So it's a very clear environment for people to, to buy into. So why wouldn't you do that? Is it a blip or a trend? Post, a pre-pandemic report from Barclays in 2021 suggested that 30% of domestic holidaymakers plan to spend more time in the UK than in the past. Within that young, particularly keen, more than half of 25 to 34 year olds felt the same in large part because of having a positive experience in the UK previously. The habit of domestic breaks being positively reinforced. And it's not just about posturing around idea of low carbon impact travel either. You know, people do want to spend time in, in what is it? really a beautiful beautiful country so you've got the tax issues on the one side is it a trend or not it could be and this is a great quote looking at all this we believe a lot of people were thinking of a shift to staycationing is yet another trend we will later understand to have been massively accelerated by covid such things as debt monetization homeworking and digitalization that's happened to them so why not staycationing so there we go. Thank you very much for listening. If you do, if you do, please like and press the uh, subscribe button and also the little reminder to remind you to, to watch it again when it comes around. We've got another one of these coming out in seven days. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Do take care. Bye bye.